Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. What is the elephant in the room and how can you conquer it? So today on Higher Power Radio, we will be discussing how a company's reputation, the unspoken issues surrounding it, can impact hiring and recruitment, and how being open with candidates about the elephant in the room can build trust and win over talent you need to hire. My name is Rick Gerard, and you're listening to the Higher Power Radio Show, where we hope we focus on helping solve the most difficult hiring challenges from a different perspective. Today, our guest is one I'm excited about, Marcus Sheridan. Marcus is the president of Sales Lion and also the author of They Ask You Answer, which I read, and it's a great book. Uh, Marcus is a highly sought-after global speaker and consultant in the digital sales and marketing space, working with uh, hundreds of businesses like and brands alike to achieve their most um, <laughs> their potential in, in rapidly evolving marketplace, ultimately helping them to become the most trusted voice in the industry. Marcus, welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. Rick, it's a pleasure to be here, buddy. Excited to chat with you. Absolutely. So first off, I was invited to a keynote a few weeks ago, which you were the speaker, and um, I actually I loved your presentation, so it, it motivated me. I read your book, and of course, um, today I'm going to try and kind of throw a little bit of a, a spin on, on your book, upside down, turn it upside down a little bit, and uh, see how... I like that, man. That's we, good. Awesome. Yeah, we'll see if we can uh, kind of spin some of those concepts into, uh, into uh, what we do, which is recruiting and finding talent. So... Um, you know, the premise of the book, I, I think, is primarily trust, right? That's that's really what you're getting into, is, is building trust within people. Yeah, I mean, you nailed it. And the cool thing about trust, it's a principle that applies to every facet of our life, business, personal, professional. So where we're going to go with this today, it's a perfect, it's a perfect conversation to have. Absolutely. Absolutely. So one of the, you've got a lot of really great content in your book, by the way, but one of the things I wanted to pick out on and really delve into is the elephant in the room concept, which I've always coached a lot of my clients to to be upfront about these things, but a lot of people don't deal with the elephant in the room. So let's, let's, let's get your kind of perspective on what the elephant in the room would look like. <laughs> well, every industry has an elephant. They say, what do you mean by element? Elephant. Well, what I'm talking about is just negative perceptions, things that people believe that may or may not be true that they're asking. So let me give you a couple really, really quick examples, right? So I own, as you know, Rick, I own a swimming pool company, mm -hmm. and uh, we sell fiberglass pools. And so an example of an elephant is the fact that people used to ask me all the time, okay, Marcus, so I heard fiberglass pools have problems. And other people would say to me, so, Marcus, is it true that fiberglass pools look cheap? So then you have a choice. You can sit there and ignore it and wait for people to ask you the question in a face-to-face, -face, or you can get in front of it. And so we said, we're going to get in front of every single question, doubt, worry, fear, issue that somebody might have. We're going to put our stake in the ground, and we're going to put ourselves in that conversation for better or for worse. And so we are able to say things like, yeah, sure, fiberglass pools, 
aren't for everybody. They have some problems, like they don't get wider than 16 feet or longer than 40 feet or deeper than 8 feet. But if you're looking for a low-maintenance pool that'll last you a lifetime, that's less than 16 by 40, less than 8 feet deep, and you can find a shape or size that fits your needs, well, then it might be a great choice for you. So it's an example of turning what is a question that I would get asked all the time into a potential benefit, right, advantage, instead of a disadvantage. Because let me tell you, it's never better that they discover the elephant for themselves. Oh, absolutely. That is so very true. So what can this look like for companies that are looking to hire talent then? Oh, my goodness. So the list, there's a lot here. Okay, I'm just going to cover a couple uh, really quickly. Sure. So with every organization, what they like to do is they like to say, they like to say who they are, what makes them special, what makes them great, their product or their service, who they serve, etc. But you know the thing they don't do, Rick? What they don't do is they don't ever say who they're not and who they're not a good fit for. You realize every single business website should have a section that says who we're not a good fit for. And then they should be openly honest and talk about things like, so if you're looking for this, this, and that type of service, or this, this, and that type of product, or this, this, and that type of company, well, then we're probably not the best fit for you. But if you're looking for this, this, and this, well, then we might be a great option. Again, you can see easily how this applies to the recruiting element. We're talking about positions, who this position is and who this position is not a good fit for. Who is a good fit, culturally speaking, for our company, but also who's not a good fit. Which is which is something that you really you have to put the thought. The front end. Yeah, the, the yeah. thought you have to put the thought into this and make sure that you know what is a good fit and what is not. Yeah. Happiest day in the life of a company is not when they know who they are. It's when they know who they're not. <laughs> Touche. I like that. How did you deal with the elephant in the room when you were hiring for your company and building your company up? Think of it like this. You know, the book is called They Ask, You Answer, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and, and what it talks about is it's a job to address every customer question, issue, fear, worry, concern, etc. Have a section or sections of the website that does just that. Well, if you really understand the principles of great teaching, communication, and engendering trust in the marketplace you realize, wow, this goes way beyond just generating new customers or retaining existing customers. This is killer for recruiting. And that is exactly why every single company on their website should have a section specifically for recruiting that is a they ask you answer of potential recruits. So if somebody's ever come in to be interviewed, they've asked you a bunch of questions before. They want to know certain things. Well, don't save it for the interview. Absolutely. If you want to become attractive to them, especially to these dang millennials that are vetting your website to death before they contact you, (laughs) give them what they want. It's not going to hurt conversions. Rather, it's going to probably increase conversions, and certainly it's going to increase lead or candidate quality. And that's what we want to do. We don't want to spend a bunch of time with poor leads and poor candidates. We want those that are a good fit. We want to dance with those that understand us, that get us. We want it to be a great experience. That's what they ask you answer. And great teaching, again, is all about. Absolutely. And so, you know, 
And, and again, this loops back around to trust, right? I mean, basically, by you putting it out there, you're ingraining in people that you're giving them something they can grasp on, something that they so they feel like they know you once they they hit that contact us page. Yeah, and you've got to hit both sides. In other words, let's say you want to do videos to show your people. You're like, okay, Marcus, I'm going to show my people. Okay, so you show your people on your website. And you just do a series of videos of why everybody loves working for you. Well, that's okay. I mean, it's better than a lot of companies, but it's not enough. If you truly understand psychology and you want to be great, you'll intentionally in those videos. So tell me about a struggle that you had when you started working here and how was that resolved? Now all of a sudden you're real. Now all of a sudden you're like, wow, this company is... They were so about some of the struggles their employees had, but how they overcame them. I want to be a part of that type of culture. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Most companies don't do that. Most don't do that. They're like, oh, it's good working here. It's like rainbows and flowers every day. <laughs> no, nobody knows it's not like that. Oh, absolutely. It's and, it, and it never is like that. It's not all roses ever, really, right? <laughs> um no. You know, you actually had a concept, I think, where you were talking about the the ostrich, right? Hiding your head in the sand. It's what most companies do, right? We have our yeah. image of what we think we are. And, of course, <laughs> what the reality is is probably too... What the reality is. And so the ostrich sticks its head in the sand when it has a problem, which is, by the way, a total myth, but it's a cool example. Yeah. We all have used it in the past. So it's like, okay, so how does that apply to us? Well, think about the questions that you get all the time. This could be from potential recruits. This could be from potential customers where you said to yourself, yeah, there's no way we could address that on the website. Yeah, you can. You absolutely can. Once you start to do this, like for example, let's say you're, you're actually using advanced analytics and you're paying attention to how many pages of your website, uh, a conversion views, say something that, filled out the um, job interview application on the website. Sure. This is what you're going to find. You're going to be shocked at how many pages of the website potential job applicants will um, will review, especially if it's video. It will blow your mind. And so with that being the case, the more candidate-based content you have that specifically addresses their questions through text and video, the better your interviewees, your candidates, and your interviews are going to be every single time. Remember, candidates are as good or as bad as the messaging that brought them there. And so the messaging sometimes comes from a friend, sometimes it comes from an ad, but oftentimes it comes from what they have sensed and felt from you by reviewing the website. So make it great. That is that is by far probably... Okay, so we're going to dig into this a little bit more right now. We need to take a quick break. We're talking with uh, Marcus Sheridan, president of the Sales Lion here on Higher Power Radio, about the importance of addressing the elephant in the room and how crucial it is when attracting talented people to your company. Um, when we come back, we'll uh, dive a little bit deeper into the most effective way to, to actually have this conversation and uh, make it work for candidates. We'll be right back. You're listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard, giving you access to recruiting techniques that will help you hire key talent to build your company towards real success. 
Rick is a recruiting executive and entrepreneur who's been successfully recruiting in the aggressive Silicon Valley technology landscape for the past two decades. After a very successful stint at Apogee, he founded Stride Search in 2012. Based on a lean efficiency model, Stride has uniquely positioned itself as a leader in retained search for the most critical talent hires within a small organization. Whether you're a startup executive or recruiting professional, by listening to Hire Power with Rick Gerard, you will walk away with skills to help you attract and hire great talent. Now back to Hire Power with Rick Gerard. Welcome back to the Hire Power Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and we're talking to Marcus Sheridan, author of They Ask You Answer, about really building trust by addressing the elephant in the room in the hiring process. Um, so, Marcus, let's delve a little bit deeper into that. So, you know, what we have is, is, is a couple things. One, really discussing who we're not, but also the messaging and the content in which um, somebody can create a, a successful hiring um, initiative, right? So let's delve a little bit deeper into the content. Like, what have you seen that, that has worked when, when you've actually have this candidate-driven content on, on somebody's website? So in the book, you'll see that there, there's this section on what's, what we call the big five. Mm-hmm. And the big five are the five core subjects that everybody wants to know before they buy or engage with a company. Sure. Right? In other words, before, before I go, go and buy that lawnmower today, I want to know this. Or before I call that company and apply for a job or fill out that form and apply for a job or send them my resume, I want to know these things, okay? And they have to do with five subjects, and this moves the needle all over the world. Here they are. Number one, people want to know about money. They want to know how much is it. In the case of a job candidate, they want to understand salaries. Sure. Now, you might say, well, I just don't want to put salary on the website. What you need to do is you need to address the question about pay. And so let's say that it's a, you know, it's a... uh, you know, a software engineer, mm-hmm. and they're looking to move to the Silicon Valley, a strong article or video might be, you know, a thorough explanation of salary ranges for software engineers in the Silicon Valley. Which is that all is, over the board, which is, you know, one of the most difficult things. And that's probably a problem that I'm sure you deal with all the time, is that that's you can you explain it. Exactly. Right? You can get in front of that. It's always different. You can say, this is why some are so cheap, or this is why some pay so much more. But sometimes just the number is a little bit misleading because here's some other compensation plans and strategies that you see. And here's some of the ones that we recommend that you stay away from, and here's why. I mean, it's like, it just go down the list. But everybody, we all talk, talk Oftentimes talk about millennials and the fact that, oh, okay, they didn't really worry about the money. Okay, <laughs> put, a, put a put a Q&A, like we're talking about, they ask you to answer for recruits on your site, and you tell me which subject gets read the most, which page. It's going to be your salary page, your salary article. That's what it's going to be. Now, are you actually talking about doing this as far as blog content or on, on the actual website itself? It's on your It's on your website. So a lot of the companies that I've worked with, what, what they'll end up doing is they'll create what is a learning center slash blog almost, but specifically for recruits. Sure. And so let's say that you have your, your recruiting page, your HR page, whatever you want to call it page. So on that page, you might say, oh, okay, so you, you're here because you're thinking about working for us at XYZ. Well, if that's the case, we know you probably got a bunch of questions. 
In fact, here's a list of the questions that we get asked all the time. And then you list all those questions on that main, you know, work with us page, whatever you want to call it page. Well, those questions aren't answered there. You link, they, they link basically to the article, the video on the site that thoroughly addresses them. Got it. As an individual question, right? So you could set that up as a quote, blog or as a, but I don't like to say that word so much. I usually call it a learning center. Got it. Um, just because blog is one of the dumbest words in the history of the world, world that was ever created by man. <laughs> so that is the first Some one. Some people it's will disagree questions. with you. <laughs> I mean, I've heard dumber words, but okay. So big five. So we got salary, money. What would be yeah, number two? Salary. So number two is negatives, issues, problems, etc. Sure. So again, this, this applies to every industry. Um, and this is the product. elephant in the room? Yeah, this is the elephant in the room one. Yep. So this might be like something like... Um, just how bad are taxes for employees in the Silicon Valley area? Or is the cost of living in the Silicon Valley worth it for software engineers? See what we're talking about here? Yep. This really is the type of things that questions I would be asking if I was a software engineer thinking about moving to the Silicon Valley and um, looking at my job prospects. That's the stuff that's going through my mind. So that's number two. Absolutely. Negative stuff. Number sure. three would be versus-based questions, comparative-based questions, right? So there's a bunch of these. It might be, um, you know, Google versus Facebook for software engineers, which is better? Like, literally, there's a lot of people asking that question right now. Yep. Then there's another set of, like, you might say San Francisco versus pick some other area or neighborhood, you know, which is better for, you know, for young millennials to live. Got it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, totally. All right, so that's a really good comparison base. So you got big um, five, problem big versus, what would be the last two? Okay. Last two, reviews, okay, what people are Testimonials. saying. And number five is best, best. So I like to combine those final two. So it might sound something like this, a review of the five best companies to work for in the Silicon Valley for software engineers. Okay. That, that's a killer post right there, by the way. Somebody's going to write that and generate a lot of really good, strong leads, potential candidates. That's my next blog post. Here. Thank you. Good. <laughs> I'm glad you're going to. Um, so that's, that's it. That's the big five. And again, that moves the needle. So think about, the next, pay attention to these the next time you, are, you have a job interview uh, with a potential candidate. But also, really, I would take the time to do surveys and questionnaires with the the job marketplace, the candidate marketplace, and say, okay, what are the things that you wanted to know before you came here? Maybe it was about the area, maybe it was about the company, but tell me everything you were researching. And you're basically running, what, Google Analytics to find that? Yeah, I mean, you can do Google Analytics, but like I said, I would I, first I suggest you do it the human-human way and just yeah. do real surveys, but you can do Google Analytics you can use different keyword tools that people are, are, you know, there's lots of keyword tools where you can learn what people are searching online. Okay, cool. Now, there's one more concept you have in the book that I really liked, which was the impact of discussing the competition with your customers. I think this kind of, yeah, dude. This kind of plugs into it. So how are you able to kind of translate that, or what's the best way to translate that into hiring talent? 
for your company? Oh my goodness, just so many. So we just did that that Facebook versus Google example. Right? Sure. This is a great example because there are definitive differences when you work at those two companies. Sure. And there's differences in the culture, um, just the general um, status quo, um, but you know, all these all these elements. And so take the time to address those things and teach them everything from how does parking work to the location of the building to the um, maybe how vacation works to this or that. Or you might say, you know, um, startup versus, you know, corporate for XYZ positions. And you're you're really addressing, okay, now look, if you want to, if you want to, work in this super fast environment that doesn't have a bunch of red tape and you know doesn't want the, and you don't want this and this and you can deal with this and this well then the startup environment might be perfect for you but if you're looking for stability if you're looking for all these perks if you're looking for this and this well then working for you know one of these other conglomerates might be the better option so then who we're not is we're not facebook yeah. right and especially yeah. if if you're a small company which most of most of the companies out there that are trying to hire are right so yeah. how would that translate in how do you how do you do that effectively if you're a small company well it starts with being very very honest sure. as to why some people stick with you <laughs> why people come to you because sure. Clearly, Facebook's not a great fit for everybody. Nope. Otherwise, they would never have lost an employee, or nobody would ever have left. That's not the case. Lots of people leave Facebook every single day. Absolutely. And, and so why, right? I got a resume on my desk right now from somebody from be, Facebook. Yeah, but you got to be okay with the differences. you got to be okay with the idea that you're going to be honest, and you're going to allow them to self-select. That's okay. It's okay for me to say with pools, you know, if you're looking for a pool that's 60 feet long because you want to swim laps, well, then fiberglass definitely isn't the best fit for you because our longest is 40. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's that's healthy. That's strong. And that induces trust with the person that is looking for a pool that's less than 40 feet. Most definitely. Um, so we're just about out of time for today's show. Um, Marcus, thanks for, for sharing your insight with us today. And um, now, if our listeners are interested in your book or how they reach you, how do they reach you? Yeah, just you can go to Amazon or Barnes and Noble right now online and just type in They Ask You Answer. I think you'll love the book. Please leave a review. It's doing very, very well. It's called The Number One Marketing Book to Read in 2017 by Mashable. But if you want to get me, just email me. It's Marcus at the sales lion, L I O N dot com. Marcus at the sales lion dot Tom, Rick, it's been a great pleasure talking with you today, buddy. You know, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, and welcome to the Higher Power community. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. Um, so thank you to our listening audience for tuning in to this week's episode of Higher Power. A quick uh, thanks to our team, our engineer, Paul Roberts, our producers, Joan Park, Haley Stern, Shanti Ryle, and our executive producer, Kim Iverson. For the latest on insights on the Higher Power Radio Show, follow our Facebook page at Higher Power, H-I-R-E, Power Radio Show. And check out our blog at stridesearch.com forward slash blog. Tune in next week as we will be discussing career management with author and career coach Mike Gelman. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you have been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. 
Thank you for listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard on OC Talk Radio.